Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Have you ever wondered what God is like, or what Jesus was all about, or how you get saved, and what getting saved means anyway? Well, if you've ever felt embarrassed to ask, please don't. I really want to help you understand our big, amazing God. And a great place to start is a little book that I wrote called The Basics. God, You, Jesus, and Faith. And here's more good news. If you're always on the go and don't have time to read, you can now listen to The Basics as a podcast series. Just search for The Basics with Pastor Mike Novotny wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Neil Armstrong was the first man to ever get to walk on the moon. He's one of only 12 astronauts to ever get that privilege. Well, shortly after his moonwalk, he took a tour to the Holy Land. While in Israel, he asked to be taken to a place where we know for sure, for sure, for sure, Jesus really walked. And so they took him to the temple steps where Jesus would have walked many times throughout his life, most notably on Monday, Thursday, that last time when he appeared before the Sanhedrin and was condemned to die. Armstrong went to the temple steps, he sat down, and he wept. Uh, later, he said, I've walked a lot of places in my life, but this is the most meaningful because this is where my Savior walked. Well, of all the places where we know Jesus walked, do you know a place we're not quite sure about? We're not quite sure where Jesus' grave is. If you go to the Holy Land today, they'll show you a couple of options. Uh, one is in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, and, and the other is called the Garden Tomb or Gordon's Tomb. And both sites have pretty good arguments for why they might be the place where Jesus was, was laid. Uh, but neither can claim authority as the authentic site. Do you know why? Because neither one of them contained the bones of Jesus. <laughs> Search as you might in the Holy Land, you will not find a tomb with Jesus' bones in it and the inscription that says, Jesus of Nazareth, the crucified. And that's a good thing. Uh, the Apostle Paul said this in 1 Corinthians. He said, If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then we are be to be pitied more than all men. He goes on to say, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. No one knows where Jesus' grave is because, well, search as you might, there are no graves with Jesus' bones in them. There's nothing to see there. Now, what does that mean for you? Well, I'll let Jesus tell, him, tell you himself. He says, because I live, you also will live. Jesus' empty grave means yours will be too. And when he comes on the last day and takes you to heaven, then the epitaph on your grave will read the same as his. He is not here. He is risen. And because of that, this Easter and every Easter is truly happy. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, you have risen. You have risen indeed. Fill my life with confidence, knowing that your victory over death means I will have victory over death too. In your name I pray, amen. Yesterday, we saw that no one knows where Jesus' grave is because there are no bones to verify it. It's because he rose from the dead. But there were bones there on Good Friday. And the women who went to the grave on that Sunday morning, um, they knew where Jesus' body was laid because they had seen it with their own eyes. These women who had seen Jesus feed 5,000 and heal the sick also saw him crucified on Friday. Well, now it's Sunday. And as they go to the tomb, they go as though it's still Friday. They go fully expecting to find Jesus in the grave. In fact, it's why they went. Walk with them. So as they go to the tomb on Sunday morning, armed with burial spices to finish dressing Jesus' dead body, they keep asking themselves the same question. They keep saying, who's going to roll the stone away from the, from the tomb, the big old stone that, that uh, closed the grave? And when they get there, the stone is gone. 
And there's an angel there with an incredible message. And this is what the angel said. Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. Wow. Now everything is different. Think about it. If Jesus' bones were still in the grave, then those women should be afraid of the future because it would mean that Jesus was a liar and not God who watches over them. If Jesus' bones were still in the grave, uh, well, then their whole lives would be pointless and especially the last three years of their lives would have been a colossal waste of time, uh, like losing a file on your computer that you've been working on constantly for the last three years. If Jesus' bones were still in the grave, then, well, then... Everything Jesus said about forgiveness was a lie and about life in heaven was a lie and, and their death and your death and my death, it would mean an eternity in hell. But none of that is the case because Jesus got out of the grave. Uh, Jesus, they had just seen that he had risen from the dead. Now everything is different. Well, think about it this way. Let's say that I tell you that I am going to die on Friday, but don't worry, I'll be back on Sunday. I'll be alive what would you think? Okay, be honest. You think I'm crazy and rightfully so, but now what if I actually did it? Could you believe me if I made other promises to you? Absolutely, you could because by doing that, it would prove that I'm God. Now, I'm not God, but Jesus is. He rose from the dead. No bones in the grave means that all of his promises are true. And so what promise from God and his word do you need to hold on to, especially tight today? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, because you rose, all your promises to me are true. Remind me of that truth today. Amen. The women found that Jesus had risen from the grave. What, what would you expect their reaction to be? Joy, confidence, hope? This is what the Bible says. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Does that reaction make sense? No, not really. But that reaction does make me sad because I want it to be different. And I, I don't just want it to be different for the women. You see, when I see their reaction, I see myself. I want it to be different for me. I want your reaction to the news to be different. Because I don't think this is the first time you're ever hearing that Jesus rose from the grave, right? So then why do, we, why do we sometimes live as though his bones are still in the grave? I, it's so frustrating. I think of myself, I, I get so worked up about things that just don't matter. I, I get afraid and I'm trembling about what the future is going to bring. As though Jesus' bones are still in the grave, I doubt God's promises. It's so tough for us to experience and, and, and know that joy of Easter. Like I said, I can relate to the women's reaction. Do you know what the solution is? Well, have you ever wondered why the stone was rolled away from the mouth of the tomb? Uh, make no mistake, the angel didn't roll the stone away so that Jesus could get out. No, the angel rolled the stone away so that the women could peek in. Uh, do you see the solution? Go back to that empty tomb every day again and again and again and see that there are no bones there. And you start to realize that that Jesus is going to roll away every stone in your life, too, because he lives. You see, when you go to that empty tomb and, and you find nothing there, you actually end up finding everything that you're looking for because Jesus lives to give it. Are you looking for peace from a guilty conscience? Stop trying to get it by your own efforts. 
Instead, the living Jesus says to you, I give you a peace that passes all understanding. Are you looking for contentment in life? Well, don't try to get it by getting more, only to feel less content. Listen to the living Jesus who says, you have everything you need in me and more. Are you looking for an answer to the grave? Well, don't look for it in, in diets and health programs. Those are great things, but those really only just stave off the inevitable. Hear the living Jesus say that your grave will be empty one day because mine is. Do you see what no bones in the grave means? It means you find everything you're looking for. Let's pray. Jesus, teach me to find everything I need in you because when I do that, I'll see that I have more than I could ever want. Amen. There's a, a, a neat little story told about an eight-year-old boy named Philip. Uh, Philip had Down syndrome, and, and typical of children that age, the, the rest of the kids in his class had a hard time readily accepting him because of his differences. Well, on the Sunday after Easter um, in Sunday school, the, the, the teacher wanted to illustrate the new life and hope that we have, and so um, she brought these plastic, big, large plastic Easter eggs um, into the classroom. And they were all empty. And she said, here's your assignment. I want everybody to go out, go outside, and find something that symbolizes new life and hope. And so the kids excitedly went outside and, and they collected their items and they put them in the eggs and then they brought them into the teacher and they were so excited for the teacher to open them. And as the teacher opened each egg to reveal a, a leaf or a, or a flower or a butterfly, all the kids oohed and odd. And then, and then she got to one egg and she opened it and there was nothing inside. And the kids kind of complained. They said, "They said what? somebody didn't do their assignment. There, there's nothing in it. And Philip raised his hand and he said, well, that one's mine. And the kids said, oh, Philip, you never do anything right. You didn't put anything in your egg. And Philip said, well, the egg is empty because the tomb is empty. Jesus rose. And there was silence. And from that moment on, Philip was a full-fledged member of that class. Well, not long after that, Philip actually passed away from an infection that, that most kids would have shrugged off. At his funeral, all of his classmates came marching up to the altar, not to put flowers on the altar, but they marched up with their teacher and they each placed an empty plastic egg on the altar. Philip understood that Jesus being alive means new life for him. He got it. Do we? living your life every single day because Jesus' bones are not in the grave, it means you never have to live a single moment of any day as though they still are. It's like one uh, recent convert to Christianity. He was asked why he became a Christian. He said, well, imagine that you're, you're traveling down a road and you come to a fork in the road and you don't know which way to go. And there are two men there. One is dead and one is alive. Which one would you ask which way to go? Friends, ask the living Jesus and he'll tell you which way to go. The living Jesus says, come, follow me. And he says, come, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And he says, be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give you the crown of life. Listen to him. He knows the way. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, teach me to follow you more and more each day until the day you give me the crown of life. In your name I pray it. Amen. 
This week we've been talking about what Jesus' resurrection on Easter means for our lives and we've saved the best till last. Listen, listen to what the Lord of life, Jesus, the living one, says about your life. So when you're feeling all alone and afraid like the women at the tomb, Jesus says to you, do not be afraid. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. When you feel like your life is pointless, like, like really nothing has meaning, that it's all futile, maybe even your faith. The living Jesus says to you, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. When death grabs you by the throat with your sins in the middle of the night and whispers, you too must die. Well, then listen to the living Jesus who taunts death as he says, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Because I live, you also will live. And that's the best part of Easter. Because Jesus got out of the grave, it means you will too. But I need to point out one more thing about the Easter account before we leave it. Uh, You see, all these promises that we've been talking about, they are true for all of you. But not just for all of you. They're true for each one of you individually. That when you read the accounts of Easter in the Bible, you'll notice something, something that's very comforting. When the angel tells the women, The angel says this, go and tell his disciples and Peter. In other words, not just his disciples, but make sure that you tell Peter personally. Peter, the one who denied Jesus and and doubted him. Think of what that would have meant to Peter when the women were telling them what they had saw and they said, oh yeah, Peter, and the angel wanted to make sure that we told you. And so today, Yes, I want to tell these promises to all of you, but I want to tell them to each one of you individually. So how are you going to walk away from Jesus' empty tomb today? How about this? Walk away from it the same way you will your own one day. Walk away with no fear for the future. Walk away with with absolute confidence uh, in your Father's love for you. Walk away with the, the sure knowledge and hope of heaven. Have you ever considered what you would want written on your epitaph? Well, because Jesus got out of the grave, because there are no bones there, your epitaph is going to read just like his. He is not here. He is risen. No bones in the grave means that you live. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, let me live every day with resurrection comfort until the day you call my body out of the grave to live with you forever. In your living name I pray. Amen. Amen.